Hi there, I'm Kelly Martin, and this is a special bite-sized episode of Making It Work, the podcast where inspirational entrepreneurs share their unique experience, advice, and insights brought to you by FedEx. This isn't a new episode. Instead, it's some of the best bits from season one, episode eight. As an entrepreneur, sooner or later, you're going to have to address the issue of your competitors, some of who may also be your friends. How do you handle a situation like that? Asking the questions is Tom Scallon. We were always told competition is a good thing. A town having two donut shops is better than it having one, right? But when one of them starts stealing intellectual property, selling their sweet treats at a loss and making sales with misleading marketing tactics, the water becomes muddied and competition takes on a new meaning. Despite these challenges existing in the real world, the entrepreneurs I spoke to were mostly positive about the impact of competition on their businesses. Take Diana and Jean, founders of The Groomsman's Suits, a company based out of Chicago. As manufacturers and sellers of suits and tuxedos, they're in a crowded market. So we have, there's sort of a couple different types of competitors that we have One being sort of the older, bigger brands that have been out in the market for a while. Those are like your men's warehouse, Macy's, um, bigger box stores that do every type of menswear. We are really focused on like our message to our customers. We... But we have our own voice. We don't try to copy what other brands are doing. Um, And that's worked out really well for us. We definitely have our own unique identity um, in this space. And and I think it's one that both men and women relate to very well. There's not the risk from necessarily somebody just starting um, a company from scratch and, and disrupting us. They're not the only ones to see opportunity in competition. Me Rahim, he's co-founder of Jinjam Brothers, a New York-based company that makes a typical African ginger drink. They've started small with distribution to some supermarkets and an African-themed cafe in Brooklyn to showcase their brand. It's just that we're two guys with no savings, with an idea, with a clear picture of what the end game looks like. We had to pick a point of entry. And our point of entry was a single bottle of juice sold at a, co- at a few corner stores in New York City. And we go from there. There will always be, if you're doing anything great, uh, you'll always have competition. If you don't have competition and, and none comes, you're probably not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> you know, They may be able to duplicate a recipe, but they cannot duplicate the inspiration behind the brand. They cannot duplicate our story. They cannot tell the story we can tell about growing up on a certain product. They cannot duplicate the passion that led us to do this because we're not doing this for fun, right? Although it is fun for us. Before Tom's next question, here's an offer exclusive to Making It Work listeners. Open a free FedEx business account today and you can get up to 40% off shipping services, including residential and delivery surcharges. Just visit fedex.com slash making it work offer or click the link in the episode description and start saving on shipping with FedEx. Now back to the show. It seems that in their mind, if a segment isn't crowded, then there's probably not enough demand for their product in the first place. Akila's no exception. She's owner of Edge Entity, a Memphis-based company that makes cream to stimulate hair growth. 
But what does bother her is companies misleading their customers with shallow marketing techniques and poor imitations of her products. I hate it. I hate it because I am one of those companies that I don't promise anything. That's one. You never promise anything because everybody is different. I, I despise those companies that, you know, are making products and selling it to people and they don't actually um, work. Do you uh, suffer from copycats of, of people copying your products? Yes. Like, oh my God, like I have had like to like so many different pages, like just replicate my brand, advertise on Instagram and and say that they have agency products for sale and have built entire websites selling edge entity products. People are not receiving their products. They're making purchases. Another entrepreneur who does not shy away from the realities faced by her customers is Dana. She's founder of Anna Ono, a Philly-based company that makes lingerie for breast cancer survivors. I welcome competition, and there's a very specific reason for it. Uh, when I launched Anna Ono, I was the first lingerie line for women with breast reconstructions. And so when I launched Ana Ono, I realized I wasn't just telling the world about breast cancer. I was also educating the world about breast reconstruction. And that's a very big responsibility for a very small company. But now the rules of engagement to the general public have changed because we're all educating now rather than just me taking on that burden in its entirety. And now we're all saying that. So now people are like, oh, wow, women with breast cancer need different bras and they get it, which makes my shopping experience a, a little bit easier for people to find and for people to understand. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe. We read every rating and review and we'd love to hear yours. And to find out more about the remarkable entrepreneurs featured in this podcast, or if you want to listen to the entire episode, head to fedex.com slash making it work. See y'all in the next one.